you're listening to the Good Gossip Podcast. Welcome to the Good Gossip Podcast with my best friend, Melissa Elizondo. I'm Todd Revis, and this is show number 13. Uh, we're calling it episode one of season two because we recently took four months off. And it was a productive time for us personally and uh, a great break. And and now I hope you're ready to get back into listening to what we do. Yeah. <clears throat> we have some great guests coming up this season. Um, we cannot wait for y'all to get to hear their stories. Um, but until then, we thought it'd be an opportunity for us to just catch up for a minute and kind of tell you what's going on in our world. Yeah. Um, you know, you have blown my mind over the last quarter. Um, you, first of all, the biggest thing I think that we could talk about with you is you are now a grandma. I'm a grandma. You are old. You're I'm a grandma. Old. I'm even letting my gray hair grow out <laughs> just to prove the point. Uh, yes. So Ezra was born on July 2nd and he completely changed my world. Um, I got to be in there with my daughter for labor and delivery, her and her boyfriend. And um, that was a beautiful thing to see. I, I've never actually seen a live birth before. So that was really. Well, not from that angle. Yeah, no, I was up on the shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> no. You were laying down the last two times. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love him so much. He is such a good baby. And I get him at least once a week and he spends the night. And Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and that gives them a break. Gives them a break, but you know what? It makes me go like, how in the world did I raise two children by myself? Because having just one grandbaby, I can't get anything done when he's around, like anything. Nancy, you know, we have five grandkids, and, and Nancy always says, that's why you have babies in your 20s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we're too old for this. We're too old for this. Oh, my gosh. I have to take a whole day off after he goes home. <laughs> like, I got to rest. I got to get my rest back. But, yeah, and he he changed everything for me as far as goals and what I want in life. Um, I, I, I really value family more than I probably ever have. Like I love my family and I've, I've loved the time through, uh, my daughter living with her dad through college. And then now we got to do a baby shower. We, we get, you know, the whole family comes together and I got to sit out there and go, wow, that's our family. Her, her half sister was there, her half brother, her, you know, all of the kids came together and it mm -hmm. was like, Wow, that's our legacy, yeah. you know? It was really cool. Um, so, yeah, uh, he changed my life. Um, that made me really want to get things right, you know? Like, I felt like I want to spend time with him. I want to go do things. I want to... Be healthy. I want to be healthy. I want to take him on trips. Not just him, the whole family. But, sure. you know, I want to take him hiking. I want to do all these things that I've just physically not been able to do before. Okay, so that's a good segue into... You started reading a book sometime in July or so. Uh, and it was, and because we're best friends and we text each other encouraging things or, Hey, I figured this thing out. I want okay. you to know about it. Uh, I started getting these texts where you were copy and pasting notes and stuff about, um, a book about money. And yeah. I don't know how that turned yeah. into a health journey, but maybe you could. That's the weirdest thing, <laughs> right? Us. Yeah. I call it little breadcrumbs of God. He keeps sending me messages, uh, here and there. So I read a book called the energy of money, by Maria Nemeth, a psychologist. And how I heard about the book, I was at a networking event in Austin with some other multifamily investors. And this millionaire woman was up there as a keynote and she 
in her keynote, just paused for a second and said, have any of y'all read Energy and Money? And everybody said no. She goes, read the book. And, mm. then, and then I just made a note of it. And I downloaded it that night, but never picked it, you know, never read it. One day I went to go read another book and I saw that one was in there first. And I thought, let me just pick it up and see what it's about. And what I loved about the book, I mean, it got me from the moment I picked it up. So what happened in the beginning of this book was the woman said she had invested some money in a Ponzi scheme on accident. Mm. And she's a psychologist, right? She has a PhD. She's smart, but she kind of knew something was wrong and didn't listen to her instincts about it. And a few months after this investment, found out her and a bunch of people lost money. And what made it worse was that she it wasn't her money. She borrowed it from a family member. Oh, man. And so she was just shamed and like, I'm never going to talk about it. I'm just going to work hard. I'll get more people in my practice and I'll pay my family member off. But... That day that she found out and she was like beating herself up, she gets a call from a reporter uh, who got uh, referred to her through the university that she was working at. And he said, um, I wonder if you'll help me with this article. And she's like, finally, okay, good. Something good can happen today. And he says, there's a lot of um, financial fraud going on in the area. And I want to write an article on what makes people fall for it. And she's like, like what makes people so dumb? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And she's thinking, what? And she says, I hear the words coming out of my mouth. I'm one of those people. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no. And he starts trying to make excuses for her. Well, obviously you didn't, you know, they lied to you. She's like, no. Um, well, they probably didn't show you the contracts. Why well, didn't ask for them? You know, and and so she knew that there was things she didn't do. She owned it. She owned it. But what came of it was the reason people fall for this kind of stuff. Uh, the reason marriages fall apart. The reason there's division in family. The reason money is seen as evil is because of greed, and greed makes people do these things. That caught caught me, and because I I have been the victim of that before. I actually have been catfished before in my you know about twelve years ago, and you know so I felt dumb too because I knew all the signs, but greed, right? So whenever you're a victim, whenever someone's a victim, the first instinct, human nature, is to say it's my fault. I don't want I don't want anybody to know. I'm shamed, so I don't want anybody to know about it because it's embarrassing. Yeah. So I don't want to tell anybody about it, and also it's probably my fault. And you could take that from Ponzi schemes to abuse, emotional oh, abuse, physical yes. abuse. You've, we've all heard those stories yeah. where red you know, flags that you knew and you didn't, listen but it's to my you. fault, it's you my know? Fault. And so, should, yeah. right. So then how do you come, how do you not go that direction emotionally yeah. and, and actually go f- towards a solution? So honestly, I'm only halfway through the book because she takes you through all these exercises to help you get out of that spot. So I'll tell you the very first exercise, which the was really hard for me to do. <clears throat> I had to write down my first uh, relationship with money. Like, when's the first time I remember getting it? When um, was money talked about in my family? Uh, Was it, you know, or it was like, that's none of your business. You're a a child, which is kind of what it was for us. (laughs) And so, and there were some pretty ugly things that I uncovered about myself in my relationship with money. I never want to bring that up again. So, but that page is still there in the journal. The next uh, exercise was to list all the people that I loved and admired in my life and write down what I loved and admired about them. I remember you bringing that up and sorry to interrupt, but I remember you bringing that up in in a text message and and I started thinking about that. Like I know who I like and who I admire and who I see on a daily basis or, or have a relationship with. 
And I've started paying more attention to why I like them, why I'm drawn to them. Yeah. Um, and things like loyalty, things like always in a good mood, um, just, you know, seem to have it together. Mine, like mine's that. transparency. Like I love it that people who just understand. Humble. Humble, uh, loyal, honest. Mm -hmm. But my number one thing that I loved and admired about a lot of the people in my life was their intelligence and their wisdom that came out. Like I have more check marks hmm. next to that than anything. Um, and once I made that list and realized what the top 10 things were, she's like, that's who, that's you, who are. you are <laughs> yeah. and want to be and yeah. need to just, you can't sharpen. even recognize it in anybody else unless it's in you. Ah. And so you like people who are like you, that's the point. And so it helps you identify where your values are. The next exercise is, okay, if this is my values, if I say I'm loyal and I'm honest and I'm intelligent and da-da-da, and I do anything outside of this sphere, she calls it energy leaks. I call it the Holy Spirit saying, hey, you said you were honest. I you said you were. And you yeah. lied today, you know. <laughs> and so I always put God into any book I read. I don't yeah. care if they mention it or not. I'm like, yeah, that's how God made us. And so mm. the Holy Spirit going, hey, you're not living the way that I made you. I made you these 10 things as your top priorities. I feel like he made me that way. And when I live outside of that sphere, I don't live in peace. And I, and I, and I go into that shame, hiding, you know, you know how it is. So the next exercise was, okay, it's your 85th birthday. Your friends are there. Um, who's there? A couple people give a toast about you. What do they say? <laughs> and so I got to write down this future vision I had for myself and who was there and, um, you know, what, and it helped me kind of identify the future I wanted. It was a beautiful thing. And then I had to do a, a um, vision board, which I, oh, I had to write goals first. So then I had to write goals and then I had to identify why I wanted those goals. So it took me through a bunch of just hard exercises. Mm -hmm. So it's taking me a while to get through it. Cause I'll process for two to three weeks before I move well, on I to think, the next one. You know, obviously uh, people should get this book because anything that makes you stop and think is yeah. good. And, and Nancy and I were talking about this last night. We, we tend to run from deep thought sometimes if you're if you're not happy or if you are trying to trying to not do things like create new habits it's real easy to to run from deep thought because it's hard it's uncomfortable mm -hmm. like you've, you've oh, yeah. alluded to it's uncomfortable to to wrestle with your th thoughts about here's what i do here's what i here's how i am here's what i want to be here's what i should do um but if you do it daily you're going to be better. You're going to get better because you get more comfortable uh, having those hard thoughts. I'm, I'm in a men's Bible study on Friday mornings, and we were just talking about uh, winning the war in your mind, oh. you know, overcoming, yes. you know, the, the neural pathways that are so easy to go down. It's those thoughts we've always had. And we've just worn a path of uh, easy sitting around thinking about negative things or thinking about whatever, right? That's not productive. And to stop that and to start charging new paths through uncharted waters that are better for you. It's not going to be easy, but it's something you have to force yourself to do. Mm -hmm. And that's the renewing of your mind. That's every day getting into a hard conversation with yourself yeah. and letting God uh, open up new ways for you to think about things. And I'm obviously no expert at it, but it, I'm excited about the journey. It's yeah. one of the, I always send stuff to my wife to, to, Hey, listen to this, this, 
we all, I don't know if we all do that or if I'm just a manic guy that, you know, I get excited about something. So I want everybody to listen to it. I and, do too. And I then, did that with that book I'm reading on right. weight loss. It was and, like, and I half, about 10 copies. <laughs> and half the people are like, yeah, I'll look at that later. Yeah. And, and that's usually even my spouse because she's on a different journey. Yeah. And so she'll look at it and be like, yeah, thanks Todd. I'm not going to, but she actually watched this. So I know when we're all excited about the same thing that now we're on to something that could make us better. Yeah. For sure. So I had a, my I talked to a, psych, um, a psychiatrist. Um, I've been since December. You know, COVID was hard for a lot of people, and I really needed to kind of get out of some funks. So I talked to her about once or twice a month, and she, I get manic with her too. I'm like, oh, I just read this book. I read Atomic Habits, and da 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 da. And then I read this book, and I was and I was going through the journey with her, and she loved it. She loved everything I was doing, and she said, I feel like you have been reading a lot of books this year <laughs> but i don't see you actually making changes what? and she was the second person who said that to she me. sounds mean i know <laughs> love her though love her i was like okay <laughs> and so i uh went ahead and made that vision board because i was really putting it off i was like man it's so stupid whatever but i did i woke up one day did the vision board put you know what i wanted for my life on there including you know Grant, you know, the grandkids travel with the grandkids. I, I definitely want to find somebody to get married one day. I wanted to uh, eat right, listen to my body, get healthy, lose weight, uh, have a, a, a badass marketing company that people are just chattering about and that we're doing great things for people that are actually getting real results and a tiny house community. And so uh, we're not getting into tiny houses yeah. today, but, but I, that's, yeah, but it visions. was like, it was like in the bottom right hand side. And so I stare at this big, massive <laughs> thing every day and I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to do all that. I'm going to do all that. And so, uh, it's led into all kinds of stuff, which led into another book that I read on, um, called bright line eating that has helped me lose, you know, 23 pounds. In the Congratulations. Last I want, yeah, I wanted yeah. to definitely highlight that. Yeah. Um, because it's, hasn't been hard like it's been before. No. I'm like, I mean, yeah. I'm not you've been to through it with it, me. How many times? Yeah. Like, yeah, well, <laughs> just in the last five years, I've gone through roller coasters and stuff. So, yeah. And I'm always excited for you when, when you, um, when you start feeling better. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I remember times when your ankles hurt. Mm -hmm. Remember that? And yep. you couldn't walk. It just Oh, my knee. I, I couldn't walk. I had to wheel myself around in this little chair, um, this little desk chair in my apartment. Cause I couldn't walk until I, you know, started losing weight and yeah. stuff. So yeah. But I'm, yeah, this time I'm with it. Yeah. Forever. Y'all watch out now. Y'all watch out. <laughs> Y'all keep watching me as the episodes you've, go. <laughs> you've hit some milestones and I'm proud of you. Yeah. And, and, yeah. um, I can't wait. There's just a really healthy way that you're approaching it. And, mm -hmm. and I love it. And you're, you, you've mentioned a couple of times, you know, if you were trying to quit a major drug, oh yes, you wouldn't have cheat days. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so this particular way of eating is no sugar, no flour, because it's mm. more addictive than heroin. And there was a woman in this group that we're in um, who said her husband didn't think she was going to stick to it. And he was like, you're going to have to have a cheat day if you're going to stick to it. And I was like, girl, you tell him <laughs> if you were hooked on heroin, you wouldn't have a cheat day on heroin. That's right. <laughs> you know, it, it just keeps you more addicted. Don't think about it like that. Yeah. Mm. I know we don't. I feel like I got unplugged from the matrix, but that's another episode. We don't have to talk about that today. But anyway, yes, it has been a fun journey over the summer. I also got, um, you got certified. I got story brand guide story certified. Brand guide. Yeah. Which is means that I get to create marketing and sales funnels for companies now through with my people that actually result in real clients, real buys, real purchases, real money for them. Um, which you know, we did a lot of great work before that, but we What's couldn't tell you if it worked. From Storybrand? Donald Miller. Donald uh, Miller. Super so fan. he has a podcast. 
Um, I'm a super fan of his too. And he has some little five minute quick hits you can listen to in the car on the way to work. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in sales marketing of any kind, um, you need to listen to this concept because yeah. and my favorite part of it is that you don't want to be the hero in this story. The hero is your client or whoever you're trying to help. And so really you want to be the guide mm-hmm. and the guide is like the Yo- Yoda, Yoda. Mm-hmm. or, or Obi-Wan or, uh, Mr. Miyagi, yeah, exactly. you know, that's the guide. And, and we all love that character ultimately, but, but it's Luke Skywalker or it's, Daniel, yeah. Um, Daniel son, all those guys are the hero and they always mess up and they fall apart. And we watch this journey happen and then boom, at the end, they're victorious and the guide's just in the background. Yeah. Right. And so that's who I need to be as a realtor, as a friend, as a uh, marketing consultant or yeah. whatever I'm doing. I need, I, it's not about me. It's about yeah. them. And when I think we get caught up in that, like I'm the hero, I'm the hero, I'm the hero. But the truth is the hero is the weakest character in the entire story because he doesn't become the hero until the last nine minutes. And you couldn't do it without the guy. And guide. you couldn't do it without the guide. You are the guide. You give him a plan. You call him You're the action. Calm. You don't panic yeah. and cry. You know, they show the scenes of the guy crying and panicking, wanting to give up, all that stuff. And and the guide's the guy over here just like, you just listen around. to me. Listen to me. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what we tend to be, uh, whether you're writing a loan or closing a deal as a realtor or selling a car or selling a house, whatever it is. Yeah. You get to be the guide. And that's the calm force in all of it. Yeah. So now I get to go do keynotes for Donald Miller. And Love it. You've already done? I've done one. one. Mm-hmm. I have another one coming up next week. And um, so I'm just kind of being booked as keynote. I have a few of them that he's training me on. So, so all you do is are you're a single mom who is has we haven't even really talked about your group that is buying apartment complexes around the country whatever yeah, no big deal no big deal <laughs> um and then you're a keynote or a don, don miller donald miller um certified trainer coach mm-hmm. uh presenter whatever mm-hmm. you call that um your grandmother mm-hmm. um you have a marketing company with oh, probably 15 employees or so with mm-hmm. tons of clients. Mm-hmm. Um, you volunteer on about every board in town. Mm-hmm. You just completed Bras for a Cause, which is a huge breast cancer awareness and financial uh, beneficiary event that is unbelievable. And mm-hmm. you're, you're, you helped and did a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, are you involved, still involved with Diaz de los Muertos? I'm not. Um, I, I'm here for advice for, for them, but that is coming up. So we decided we're not doing a bunch of events anymore. So really, Bras for Cause, because I own it now, is the only thing I'll be doing as far as events are concerned. Uh, but yeah, and then, of course, I'm starting a tiny house project. And, oh, yeah. But that's well, it. Because you have a lot of free time. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But God keeps calling me to stuff, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> like, give me a break. Well, and as we were comparing notes over the last four months... Like, hey, let's have a little podcast. Let's well, let's start the podcast again and have an episode where it's just the two of us kind of chatting about yeah. what have we been up to. And I was like, I've been doing a lot of nothing compared to you, <laughs> man. But I did get really busy um, in real estate. And yeah. uh, those who know me, I'm I'm the recruiter for Remax River Cities uh, here in New Braunfels, Texas. And my main job that I get paid to do is to recruit agents and let them, you know, just introduce them to the value proposition for Remax and what we can do to help them hit their goals and be a part of their journey. And, and I love that. And, but I also have a real estate license and I've been doing that for 13 years, not counting the new home sales that I did. And 
you know, everyone's goal in real estate is to get to a point where you've just done so much and helped so many people and people know you that you're the one they call when they need something. Mm -hmm. And I love being that, I love being that guide. And so sometimes they all call you at once. And (laughs) (laughs) so the (laughs) the timing was pretty good when we took a hiatus with the podcast, because I think my blood pressure my face would have been red and puffy the whole time because we, we got really busy. So now because I have a full-time job, I asked my brother Jeffrey to help. He's a realtor, had a lot of experience in that. And so he came on and we created a team called the Revis brothers realty group. Mm -hmm. And my wife renewed her license. So now we have three licensed agents on this team. And that way we can not have to say no to my friends and family that really need help and trust us. And we're able to kind of create a new system. So that was fun. So that's like a new beginning. Yeah. And I saw your brother recently at an event and he was just so lit up with excitement and what has been going on with y'all's sales and just how it it has helped change his life. And I know it's definitely changed yours too. He needed that. And, you know, I needed that. He needed that. You know, he's been going through a lot of stuff and, and just trying to come out of that and Mm -hmm. and he needed to be busy you know sometimes we're not busy enough and it gives us time to sit around and think and Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's not always a great thing yeah and so he just he i think he needed a kickstart and so it blessed him and now you know his head's kind of spinning because he's busier than he you know than he knew he wanted to be Mm -hmm. and but he's excited about it yeah and he can do it he can do it yeah he can do it and he's doing great and so yeah and nancy too you know she just so good at all the left I tried stuff. to ha- hire your wife right <laughs> when y'all got busy and I was like hey I have an opening you want to come mm-hmm. work for me I've always wanted to hire your wife because she's amazing and uh, I know she'd be a great fit for us but yeah. then she was like well I'm helping the guys I was like oh <laughs> after I heard how many closings you had <laughs> in one month I was like I know you don't have time to help me yeah then. it's yeah. crazy because we didn't it's not like we were doing marketing right yeah I mean, exactly it's just it just you know God went bam and yeah. here I was like how do I I can't do all this yeah. I can't uh, so that's been fun. And now things have leveled off and have, uh, most of our clients have been taken care of and are, are on to the next thing. Um, and so now it's like, okay, well, that was fun. You know, should we keep doing this and, and how busy do we want to be? Yeah. And, and let's work hard and, and do that in our, in our, while I'm not working my eight to five, you know? And yeah. so it's, it's been fun. I'm still doing some singing. I, those who know me know I've been singing for my whole life and singing in acapella quartetting, gospel, barbershop, and I love it. Still doing it. Have a show in two weeks in Lampasas, Texas. Um, we're going to be doing a gospel show there. Uh, but I also been going to a church called Life Church where we used to record the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I always thought it'd be cool to sing with the praise team, mm-hmm. you know, in a band. Mm-hmm. But that's just so far out of my comfort zone. It's scary to me. That's and weird, but I know okay. It's, yeah. it's hard to explain. Anybody who's only sung acapella would probably get it. Okay. Because you're just like, I don't know how to, I've never done this. And so where, how do I fit in? Mm-hmm. And am I using too much vibrato or am I sounding like a choir guy? Mm-hmm. You know, I want to sound more pop and more cool. So I don't know. It's been a fun thing for me to learn how to fit into that role. And I think they like having me there because I have a really good ear mm-hmm. because I've always done acapella where you didn't have the, the music, the music to rely on mm-hmm. the instruments to rely on. And so it's been cool. So I'm doing that every Sunday. Cause I love waking up at 7am on Sundays. So of course yeah, you do. that's yeah. what I do. Give you something to look forward to. Yeah. No sleeping in for, <laughs> no this sleeping in for you. This is yeah. why I don't sing in the church. 
Uh, also, I don't know how to sing. Yes, you do. <laughs> no, off camera, <laughs> off camera, he's like, "Yeah, you started out at an E," and I was like, "I wasn't even trying. I don't even know what that is." <laughs> yeah, you that that ear of yours. <laughs> but when you do something all the time, you get better at it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's all right. I criticize marketing stuff you do. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> or the lack of the or the lack of yeah. Awesome. Anyway, yes, I'm glad to be back. Me too, because I've missed this thing in yeah. my life, and and I've missed. You know, I was telling somebody last week about the the nuggets we get to pull. Because mm -hmm. if you go back and think about Judge Bascon and Randy and uh, Amanda and Laura, that's going on and on. Um, Randy again and Daryl and I don't want to leave anybody out, but I'm yeah, going to. There's so but many. there's so many. And Amanda, if, did we say that? I yeah. said Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know what's Dawn. fun? It, oh, Don was awesome too. Um, I love the connections that people who were on Melissa, our show Ma made with other people that, of, of our friends. Melanie Escada. Oh, my God. Did it again, <laughs> Melanie. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I called her Melissa. Oh, Lord. Anyway, anyway you're right, though. Yes, the connections. Yeah, like so Amanda over in Waco got to meet my friend Melissa in Waco, and now they're on their board helping them. Oh, awesome. Yeah, like, that was a perfect fit. Yeah, that was yeah. crazy. Even Don got to go down to Waco and meet Melissa, too, but... Um, yeah. Well, and just, then my relationship with Don Levis now, like we just, mm -hmm. we went from, I think I've seen her before to big hugs when I see her and mm -hmm. we know who each other are, you yeah. know, I borrowed some coolers from her yeah. one time for my church. So yeah, it's, um, but, but even the content, you know, especially I guess the content too, of pull, when we used to talk about pulling nuggets out, mm -hmm. I still use nuggets. I pulled out of, um, judge Bascon's, um, deal with talking about hearsay and, and that's the whole premise mm -hmm. of this good gossip podcast is not not gossiping in a negative way. Mm -hmm. um, and then just the kindness that you see in the community and the people. Yeah, I just love this. And so I can't wait to create more of that yeah. because that's what we're about to do is we have some cool, like you said, cool guests lined up, some people that are going to come at it from a different angle. And we're going to hear their story and be able to pull nuggets, breadcrumbs out of their story mm -hmm. and and be better. If you have a guest that you'd like on the show or you want to be on the show yourself, you can email us at spillit at thegoodgossippodcast.com. I know that is really long. I'm sorry, but that's what we bought. The <laughs> so, Good Gossip Podcast. The Good Gossip Podcast.com. Yeah. Um, so spill it. S-P-I-L-L-I-T. Okay, spill sure. it. Spill it. Get it? Get it. Okay. <laughs> We're cheesy. All right. All right. Well, have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening. That means a lot, and it, and it gives us – uh, inspiration to find better and better guests and always provide some different way to look at things for you. And we hope you're doing well. All right. Till next time. Bye.